I'm excited to be here today. Who, who's first Sunday? Anybody first Sunday? So y'all probably heard about this young, cool, attractive, eloquent, young black lead pastor, y'all, man. And I don't know y'all was excited to hear from him today, but you got stuck with me. Derek Puckett is that guy. I'm Tony Denman, your young adults um, director. So I'm excited to be here today. I get to talk about something that I'm passionate about, uh, Ephesians. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. We've been going through the Rooted series, and it's about Ephesians. We got Paul, the apostle, who's in prison. He's writing to the church, and you can break up his book into two parts. So part one, we've been going through it. So chapter one through three, it's talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ and how it comes into our lives, and that all of us were separated God because of our sin, and that we were born again through him, through grace, through faith. There's nothing that we can do. And that once we enter into a relationship with him, it's, we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do the work he prepared in advance for us um, and do. God has set this up that people all the way in Thailand, people in Africa, they're invited into this family, adopted into this family of God. And do we have different gifts and different talents. And we talked about that last week. So the second part is what we're going to talk about today from chapter 4 to chapter 6. Chapter 4 is we're going to talk about how does that apply on a personal level. That those who truly do uh, have a relationship with God that's been redeemed by God, how does that play out and flush out uh, in our daily life? So today the passage is Ephesians 4, 17 to 24. Those who are able, please stand. Um, when you get there, say amen. Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as Gentiles do in the fertility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Due to the hardness of their heart, they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, and practice every kind of impurity. But this is not the way that you learn Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and taught in him as the truth is in Christ, but to put, well, to put off the old self, which belonged to the former manner of life and in corrupt deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of the mind and to put off the new flesh created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holy. This is the word of God. Today we're going to be preaching on falling in love with Christ will change your life. Let's pray. Dear God, we just come to you today. God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for all that you did. We thank you for the fact that we were dead in our trespasses and sin, but you made us alive in Christ. God, we thank you for the fact that when we were um, streamed out and sinning against you, that you loved us and you died for us. I pray that you speak to me as I speak, and I pray that you speak to the audience. God, your word and your words alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Keep it simple. I'm a simple guy, y'all. Break it down to three points. So first, put off your old self. Second point is to put on your new self. Breaking down the passage, pretty simple. And then the last one is falling in love with Christ. So that right there is the outline we're going to go with. We're going to dissect the scripture. But how many of y'all been in love before, y'all? How many of y'all like really been in love? Like, like, come on. I see you right there. You ain't ashamed of your game. Man, we got two people in the room. Like, like, don't be ashamed. Like, like seriously now. Y'all know that feeling I get. How many of y'all like, man, at least like, like had a crush and you thought you was in love there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like anybody get, man, I'm that friend, y'all, growing up. 
Still that guy. I just, I'm like addicted to love, y'all, man. Like, I'm being serious. My first kiss was in elementary, y'all, man. And I was hooked since then, y'all, man. Like, that, that little sweat, that emotional feeling, that nervousness, man, that rush when you tell a girl that, man, I love you for the first time. Oh, man, y'all, man. It just do something to me, man. I like, I, I like, I like my weekly date nights just because I get that feeling. It ain't even about my wife no more, y'all, man. It's just like, man, I just, I just like it. I, but it's a side effect of love, y'all. There's real side effects about love. Let me tell you about a person I fell in love with and how they changed my life, okay? Best way to do this is show y'all a couple of pictures of Tony before I met this person. And then I'll let you know a little bit about Tony after you met this person, okay? So this first picture right here, your boy used to be fresh to death, y'all, man. <laughs> like, I'm talking about had style, you know, man? St. Louis swag. Man, that, that's, that's real right there, you know, man? I'm talking about big tall tees with the big old jersey. You ain't see my kicks, man. Air Force Ones right there, y'all, man. Like, like, there's no other way, man. St. Louis style. Lucky ain't had a little band-aid right there. You know what I'm saying, man? So, I mean, that's how I used to dress back then, man. You know, man, this is 2006, you know. But I'm saying, man, that was styling and profiling right there. Now, you meet Tony, the new Tony. Man, you see me around my boat shoes, my Sperry's on. You know what I'm saying? I don't even like boats, you know. Walk around with my Kohans, my little golf shoes. I ain't never been golfing, no, you know, I ain't never been golfing, you know. My shirt's the right size, maybe a little too small now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I met this person and my old outfit literally changed, y'all. I mean, like this outfit right here is because of that person, you know what I mean? I think something else changed, y'all. What I ate, you know. I'm the dude that literally, I, I, I don't understand why it's not okay to order dessert first. Like they say, man, you're just not supposed to do that in the world that we live in. That makes no sense, y'all. I would rather go get me a cheesecake than eat me a steak, like, like no joke. And I would rather eat the cheesecake first, and if I got room for the steak, you know, I would, you know. <laughs> One of my favorite um, meals, you know, was Roman noodles, y'all, man. I like Roman noodles because it's simple, y'all. It's cheap. It literally takes three minutes, and all you need is water, you know what I'm saying? It's like, man, you get it in how you fit in, you know, man. That was my days, Roman noodles. I would live off of that. But then I met this person. This person changed my life. I go out to eat now. Oh, man, they say, you want any appetizers? I'm like, yeah, let me get some calamari. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, um, I hang out with my friends now. They be like, Tony, you order calamari, man. You eating that octopus? Like, dude, it's squid, okay? You know what I mean? You know, get it right, it's squid, you know? Um, what I ate literally changed. Like, what I put in my body changed because of this person. I mean, I got to upgrade Roman noodles to steaks now, you know what I mean? So um, I might chop up steak and put it in my Roman noodles now, you know, but um, upgrade it. And the last one, I ain't ashamed, y'all, man. I ain't ashamed of my game right here, man. This picture right here will be a picture of, man, how I live. I live with six single guys, and we have one bathroom. And, dude, this how that mother look for real, though, y'all. This, this, this is maybe a nice picture of it. I just didn't take pictures back then, but I had to Google something that looked like it. Man, it was kind of messed up because you hop in the shower, you know, you do wash up and everything. And then if you accidentally touch the curtain, you're like, oh, man, I got to start all over, man. Oh, shoot. That was my life before I met this person. You come into my, my house now, you got to take off your shoes now. You know what I mean? Like, hey, don't be dropping them crumbs on the floor. Like, get out of here with that. You know, it's like my lifestyle literally has changed because I met this person, y'all. Who is this person? This beautiful lady right there, the wifey Jenny. Uh, upgrade status because I met this person. I think Paul understood that. And he's making a point that, man, if you have a relationship or encounter with God, then there's going to be a change. Like, she's an amazing person, but she ain't God, y'all. But every last one of us, we came from somewhere. 
And this passage talks about everybody in this room. One thing I do get frustrated with, um, with just religious people, not even just Christian, but religious people. It's like, man, man you, you forget where you came from in reality. It's like, man, you, you start looking at other people like, man, look how, man, she grimy, she ratchet. Like, oh, man, dude, I'd never be like that. It's like, you were like that two years ago. Like, let, let's get it right, you know? But we all came from somewhere. We're going to look at who that person was. It's called the old person. So roll with me. And I'm going to break it down to four stages. And this is really how sin plays out in everybody's life. Uh, it looks different, but this is the root of it. So the first one is the hardness of heart. So God has literally um, created every last one of us. And the root of, I would say, all the issues in the world can be seen right here. Um, I'm talking about rooted, but the root of the issues in the world is a hard heart. Um, that man, it's saying that man, I want nothing to do with God. I reject what he said is right. Um, I'm distant from him. It's like my heart is like a stone. It's like, man, it's not moldable. It's not shapeable. It's, it's rock solid to the things of the Lord. And this was at an early age. It's like, man, as a little kid, my mom used to take us to church, and I used to be dog, knocked out, snoring. Dog. Like, I hated church, y'all. I was a kid. I used to make up all the excuses in the world. Like, we started playing sports at an early age. We ran tracks. Like, man, oh, mama, man, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go to, man, I'm sick. My, my leg hurts. She's like, man, that's where you need to be in the presence of the Lord, dear, you know? <laughs> I can stay up all night, Monday night um, Raw. Anybody was watch WWE back in the day? Or was it WWF back in the day? I can watch, stay up all night, focus for three hours, y'all, watching some wrestling. That's that South right there. But three minutes in church, oh my gosh, man. That was like, man, dude, it was the worst time of my life. Because my heart was just distant from the Lord, man. I want to see some dudes fight on TV and bust somebody's head. But man, talking about the goodness of God, dude, I wanted nothing to do. And that was at an early age, y'all. So I'm saying it, it only get worse as I got older. So um, just really just looking at the hardness of heart is an internal thing. The next level is it's the darkness of their understanding. So as I grew and as we grew and the old person, uh, our hearts are hard from God. We want nothing to do with his word, nothing to do with him. Man, it just creates an understanding of life in a completely different way. So if God created all things and Christ is in all things and it's for him, I live my life understanding things completely different. It's as if I walk through um, life with with glasses that, that are so dim that I can't see things for what it truly is. I can't see the glory of God for what it is, but I can't even understand earth for what it is. So um, it would be equivalent to, hey, God has literally created women for his glory, for it to be an amazing thing on earth. But, man, because of my relationship with him is distant and my heart is hard towards him, I can't even understand women on earth. So, and that's played out on the next level that I start to practice every kind of sin. Every kind of um, uh, impurity. I start to use women for myself instead of how God created them to be used. You know what I mean? Or not used, but bad word. But, but how God created them for. Um, I don't see them as they were truly designed to be. I'm just planning out that, that every last one of us have our areas in our life. And man, whether your heart is still hard towards God completely or you got areas of your life where it's hard. Man, you're living sin based off of just the darkness of your, your understanding. And hey, and he's like, oh, yeah. All of y'all in this room are literally probably smarter than me. Like, man, I ain't that smart of a guy. So you are a smart person. I mean, there's some brilliant people out there that know millions of facts. But, dude, if you don't understand that God created these things or whatever you're studying, then you can never actually understand whatever you're studying, no matter how many facts that you know. So, um, and then you're only going to apply what you know wrong. Um, so, so that's how it's carried out. And it leads us to the final stage is just separation from God. That, man, we're alienated from God. Um, that we, we, we ran from them because we wanted nothing to do with them. But, man, we keep getting further and further and further away from God. 
Um, and that's the reality of all people. Ephesians 2 said, man, you were dead in your trespasses and sin when you followed the prince of the power of this air. But man, in a sense, we all was followers of Christ. I mean, followers of Satan himself and not followers of Christ. So just break this on down. Old self, hard heart. Um, you're dark in your understanding. Um, you, you're greedy and practicing all type of impurities and you're separated from God. I think one of the best illustrations I got in my own personal life is um, the reality is, man, I used to just fake it. My mother literally became a Christian, y'all. And she, she, she let me show that. I'll show some more later. But she made us go to church on Wednesdays and Sundays. And she didn't care about the denomination from Catholic to Church of God in Christ. Anything in between there, if it was open when we was leaving, we was going to it. Um, and it, it, it really it, it shaped my, my view on God and everything. But, dude, I wanted nothing to do with God when I got to college. I left the household and I was free. Dude came up to me and was like, hey, Tony, you a Christian? Yes. You know what I mean? Of course. You know, uh, I bless my food. I pray at nighttime and I go to church when I go back home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm better than 90% of this campus, y'all. Um, but I was faking it. For 18 years of my life, being exposed to the, the things of God, I walked through life just faking it, y'all. Um, I claimed to be something I wasn't. I said all the, the right things, but my action was so far away from it. Um, a relational illustration and real story, real story. I told y'all I was, I was the dude that just loved relationships, y'all, man. Uh, in middle school, I had a girlfriend. Man, she was bad, y'all. You know what I mean? Like, man, she cheerleader. She like, she like the girl everybody wanted, you know what I mean? Like, I got it, you know what I mean? I was in love, you know what I mean? As what I thought I was, you know? She came up to me, y'all, in the, in the hallway. I'm chilling on the locker doing what I do. You know, I'm that guy now. You know, that's my girl. I'm that guy. She said, Tony, we need to talk. All the dudes in the room, whenever she say that, you screwed, okay, man? It's donezo. It's like, man, you did something wrong, okay? Tony, she always talked, but when she say, I need to talk, it's like, man, you already know something going on, you know? <laughs> hey, Tony, I need to talk. It's like, what's up, you know? She said, hey, I got some good news and bad news. Good news is, hey, I'm your girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like, I'm your girlfriend. It's like, duh, you know what I mean? What's up? <laughs> bad news is, somebody asked me to be a girlfriend, too. What's bad about that? You my girlfriend. I picked you because everybody wants you to be their girlfriend. You know what I mean? That's the whole logic behind it. That's why you're my girlfriend. Everybody else like you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's simple. So, of course, people go ask you to be their girlfriend. What's the problem? I was thinking about being your girlfriend and his girlfriend. I'm like, oh, no. What kind of stuff is this? It's scoring me, y'all. I'm going to be so serious. Even when I think about it today, I get this, oh, man, I feel some type of way. Um, <laughs> mess me up. Mess me up in middle school, y'all. And I think that's the best picture. All my life, up to 18, 19 years, man, I used to say all the right things. Tony, man, I like you. you my, that's what she was saying. Tony, I like you. You're my, you my boyfriend, and we cool. I say all the right things, but my action was completely different. My heart was far away from God, uh, just like in that illustration with her. Um, but it's an amazing thing that Jesus Christ literally did die on the cross, yet while we were still sinners, to bring us back to God. And this pastor... Brian LaRitt says it's so smooth, y'all. As we transition to the, to the new person, he said, Jesus Christ, see us as is, accept us as is, loved us as is, saved us as is, yet by his grace never leaves us as is. The good news of the gospel is that God reconciled them to him through his blood. And the good news is yet while we're still sinning, Christ died for us. That Man, I, I lived this old life, this life that was sinful and hard-hearted and wanted nothing to do with God. 
but he died on the cross so I can live this new life. And this new life is a gift that he's offering me. And that's what we're going to talk about next. Three stages to this new life. You got to put off the old. I mean, you have to do away with, this, with, with the old life. I think about Jesus. He said, man, that we all literally need to die to ourselves daily. And that's what, that's, what, that's what Paul is talking about. Man, it's a wrestle between the flesh, um, the spirit and the flesh, um, that we have to be active of putting this off. One of, the, one of my favorite, I'm one of those, I'm one of those like, I get like geeked up on a word. Sometimes I'll just like, like, I'm in the Bible reading plan right now, y'all, and it's blowing my mind, like I'm going crazy. And then sometimes I'm doing my quiet time. And then I hit a moment, I hit a verse, and I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, it's quiet in the room, and I'm just yelling out loud like crazy. And I remember when my first year being a Christian, this verse right here, Romans 7, 15, it blew my mind because it, it talks about putting off this old person, and it talks about the wrestle that a Christian has, somebody that's, that actually has the relation with God, that wrestle that's deep inside of every one of us. Um, and I was like, dude, if, the, if I didn't believe the Bible was real, before this moment, I knew it was real because it spoke directly on how I felt. So check this out right here. Romans seven fifteen. I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I want, if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law being good. So I'm not the one doing it. It is the sin that dwells in me. It's like, man, I don't understand myself. Like, like, I feel that way all the time. Like, oh, my gosh, I know this is wrong. Why the heck did I just think that? Like, dude, it's like, man. But Paul is saying that, man, there's a sin that dwells in us that, that we need to put off. Like, my old way of living, man, that, that I ain't want to pick up the Bible. It's like, man, some days I wake up, like, dude, forget that Bible, bro. Like, I read enough of it. <laughs> I've been a Christian for 12 years. I read enough of that book. I'm good today. You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Uh, but... God say, put that off and put on the new self, man. I get to read my Bible, man. I get to learn more about my Savior today. So um, that's, that's that right there. It, it blows my mind. But then he says, put on your new self. It's pretty cool uh, when we dig into it. Like, it, it really is. I think about the, the best connection is the, the parable of the lost sons, the prodigal son. We got a dude who literally turned his back on his daddy, asked for his inheritance, dipped out, spent all the money, lived like a hellion, um, I don't even know if like hell, I don't know if bad word, you know, like, he lived messed up, y'all, like, he lived like he wasn't supposed to, disobeyed his daddy and all that good stuff. And then he come back home. He'd been hanging out with pigs and pig doo-doo and all that stuff, and he show up to his daddy. He show up to his daddy. Hey, man, I sinned against you. I sinned against God. And, dude, I ain't even worthy to be called your son no more. What does his daddy do? He bring him a new robe. He bring him some new jewelry and give him some new shoes, some sandals. And, dude, he gave it all, and that's what God did with us. It's like, man, some people, I came from kind of like a little legalistic world. It's like, man, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. But then nobody tell me, man, I get to put this on. It's like, man, those who truly do have a relationship, God is offering you a new person that you get to put on. It's like, man, he put that robe over them, and it's like, man, I, man, I just got the upgrade status for real. You know what I mean? It's like, man, no, no, I don't want to lie no more because I get to tell the truth. It's, it's way better to tell the truth, you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't, I don't have to, to, to treat women like this. I get to treat them like this, and it's so much better for the world and me and them and everything else. It's like, man, God is offering me something, a new robe, a new lifestyle, a new clothing, and it's amazing, y'all. Um, and the cool thing is, it's made in his image. 
of righteousness and holiness. It's like, man, you got like God jewelry on. You got God, God style. You know what I mean? Swag for real. So, um, and the next one is like, dang, Tony, man, I see the old. Like you speaking to me. Man, my heart, man, it's hard right now as you're talking. I'm about to fall asleep on your butt. Um, I, I see that. I got a hard heart towards the things of God. And then you got, man, but I, I, I know those people out there that got that new life. Like I know, I know that Christian out there, man, they enjoying God, man. They, en- they enjoying this Jesus thing. They read their Bible, man, and they, they having fun, man. Um, I see that over here. How the heck do I get from here to here? How do I get from the old to the new? Um, and this verse says, oh, clear, it's through the renewing of your spirit, of your mind. Um, Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God has literally gave us an opportunity um, to get to know him daily, but the process to renewing your mind. And there is a reality that certain things that you put in your mind, it's going to affect how you live. They say, man, you control your thoughts, you control your actions. Um, I see it all the time. Um, so the, who, the fit people in this room, they thought about being fit way more than me. You know what I mean? Like, they just thought about it. They woke up and they thought about it. They, they went to the gym and they thought about it. You know, they didn't accidentally get fit. It, it, was, a, it was a thought thing and then they actually just played it out. Um, and that's, that's, that's just the reality of, of where we stand. I got a confession, y'all. I got a real confession right here. Man, I... I I really love R&B, like, you know, I'm a little dude, but I, I like rap, you know what I mean? When I first became a Christian, I remember these cats came about, hey, man, this Christian rap track, Tony, you got to listen to. And I'm like, bro, come on, like, ain't nobody trying to listen to no Christian rap. Like, and I, I've been a Christian for, for about, a, about a week or two, so I ain't that fresh, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, get out of here with that Christian rap stuff, man. I'm listening to the Wheezy, and, and, you know what I mean? Like, come on, bring this Christian junk, you know what I mean? And I'm a Christian now, like, oh, shoot. But to this day. J. Cole album drop, your boy listen to it, you know what I mean? Kendrick Lamar, boy, I, I listen to my boy Kendrick, you know what I mean? Um, Chance Rapper, that's my dude, you know what I mean? But be completely honest, and I ain't throwing no legal listen, this is all my personal conviction, that man, when I listen to them, dude, I'm playing with fire. Because, man, they don't understand, they're, they're not preaching the things of the Lord. That man, it's transforming my mind, and I start to think different every time I listen to a track. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, no, it's no different than the people you hang around. I deal with college students all the time. It's like, man, man, I can watch that movie. Man, oh, man, all the stuff on the screen that you, you know, probably shouldn't be watching. Man, I can watch that. It don't affect me. Like, man, I'm strong. You know what I mean? I'm strong. And I'm like, hey, I ain't saying you can't watch it. I'm just saying, don't be naive to think that's not messing up your mind. The only way for us to get into living a life of that new person is to, man, to renew our mind. And the best way to do it is to meditate on the things of the Lord. Man, God's word. Man, we live in a culture that ain't, they ain't, they ain't selling that every day. You know what I mean? That you have to take an active approach of seeking the Lord through scripture and through prayer. Surrounding yourself by Christian people. It's just the way it is, y'all. Um, you, ever seen, you ever seen a fit couple? They got fit friends. Like, like no joke, y'all. Like, like I'm being real. You surround yourself by people that's preaching that stuff. Um, and, dude, if you want to be fit in Christ and put on that new self and be flashing with your Jesus style, then, man, you're going to have to step up your game on what you put into your mind. So... We got the next slide, and it's just breaking up the old and the new. And, and I, I laid it out a hundred times, so if you ain't get that, you ain't listening. But right in the middle, we got, we got Christ. And, and this, I was studying this passage, and, and, and dude, this right here blew my mind. This is something that even I learned recently. It's like, man, that man, that God himself loves us. I already knew that. But 
Go to the next, go to the next slide. But this is not the way you learn Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught him as the truth is in Christ. The heard, the taught, the learn. I was like, man, that, that's the heard, the taught, the learn. It's like, man, I'm, I'm all about point of decision. I became a Christian like, like that, man. I, I repented and all that. But salvation is a, it's a mental thing. Like it's, it's, it's of the mind. It's, it's, it's a decision um, that my mom used to always say, do you hear me, Tony? I'm like, yeah, I hear you. You yelling over there. Of course I hear you. You know what I mean? No, do you hear me, Tony? I'm like, why are you saying it slow now? I heard you the first time. <laughs> and she'd be like, but you're not, you're not acting based off of what I just told you. You don't hear me then. Like, you're not, you're not hearing me. You hear the words, but you're not hearing me because of, man, your action really dictate if you hear me. It's like, dang, man. That's how it is with God, man. Uh, like, teaching. Like, that we were taught that God of the of the universe, the God of the world literally died on the cross for your sin. Like, like he loved you on an intimate and personal level. Pastor told me, he said, man, that, that if you literally was the only person left, we're talking about some doggone on walking dead stuff, and you're the only person alive that's really alive, that Jesus Christ would have came down on earth and died for you. Like, man, were you, were you really taught that? Do you understand that? Then if you hear it and you were taught that, man, then you will learn something amazing about God. Um, my boy Tim Kelly got an amazing quote right here. The gospel is this. We are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we can ever believe. Yet, at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than you ever hope. And that is what we're talking about here. That until you truly learn it and understand it, you're going to miss it. I ain't telling you that I'm going to stop listening to J. Cole. I ain't telling you to doggone stop cussing. I ain't telling you to stop doing anything. But I am telling you, man, until you really do learn the fact that Jesus Christ loves you, you won't have any lasting effect of change anyway. So if you're in this room and you're struggling with, with whatever you're struggling with, man, I, I challenge you, I encourage you to go to the right place. Uh, go to Jesus and he will change your heart. He created the heart and he will change the heart. I'll share my testimony. As I said, my mother, my mother grew up um, in St. Louis and everything. But she became a drug addict, like straight crackhead. Like, man, we used to come home. We used to live a straight hood life, y'all. It was two things me and my little sister used to do, man. We used to turn off the lights in the hood and then turn on the lights and see how many cockroaches we could kill. You know, man, I just had a kill count out this world, y'all, boy. I had a kill count straight. Boy, if the, if the ministry thing didn't work out, I know I could be a bug inspector or whatever them is, y'all, man. Boy, I was straight killing them bugs. Um, and every once in a while, we used to hide my mama's stuff from her. One night she came home, and she was doggone. We thought she was geeked up. She came in. I remember this day. She came in, started taking everything, moving everything around, and she charismatic to this day. She's like, man, in this house, we're going to worship the Lord. And this is the Lord's house, and we casting out any demons or any doggone things that's not of God, and we will worship the Lord. She meant that, and to this day, she worshiped the Lord, and, dude, we went to church almost all the time, y'all. I grew up in that environment, like serious mama preaching the word of God, praying for me every night. My mama, man, you don't invite her to the prayer meeting, y'all, because she dog going to be praying for hours. Everybody going to be dog going to fall asleep. Like, she's serious about the things of the Lord. I grew up in the household. I go off to college, and I live like hell on campus, y'all. I ain't want nothing to do with Jesus. I ain't want nothing. Like, I, I was exposed. Campus minister came into my life. It's like, hey, Tony. Um, preached the gospel to me a couple of times. Invited me to the Bible study. Invited me to this conference. And I went to this conference, and dude, the pastor said, hey, 
I just challenge everybody in the room to do business with God. I know some of y'all atheists and y'all don't believe you exist. Just talk to them for the fun of it, you know. And I know some of y'all claiming that you've been Christians all your life. And he's like, man, thank them. Talk to them. I remember bowing my head. And it's getting to this moment. I've been hanging out with this Christian group for about three months. And I'm starting to doubt. Like, if I'm a Christian, it's like, I thought Christianity was an old black lady thing because that's all I was exposed to. It's like, man, at church, it's all black ladies at that deal who love Jesus. Ain't nobody else here praising God. I get to this college ministry, and there's thousands of students worshiping God. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm like, oh, shoot. And they talking about God all the time. I'm like, oh, man, y'all weird as a bug, you know. But it's like, ain't you Christian? I'm like, yeah, I'm Christian. Man. And I remember bowing my head, and that's I'm wrestling with this. I say, God, I don't know where I stand with you right now. I have no clue where I stand with you. Um, I see these young people over here who, who clearly seem to be something different than me. I know, man, you came to my mama's life and you transformed her. I ain't seen no transformation, but I, I know you exist. Like, like, I know it's a God. I ain't atheist. Like, these cats, atheists tripping, but these Christians tripping too, so just let me know where I'm at. <laughs> Three days later, I'm in the shower, man, listening to the, to the sermons and the seminars at this conference, and, and man, just the, the words of the Lord just start going through my mind that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life. Like, I, I'm like, man, just plan it out. The wages of sin is death. Like, man, I sin a lot. If that's the case, then I, I deserve to go to hell. But the gift of God is eternal life. Like, but God is offering me something. And eternal life, they're saying, man, this is eternal life that you may know the one only true God. So eternal life is just knowing God, and that's what heaven is. It's like, man. But then it say, if you lukewarm, I spit you out. And I'm like, oh, shoot, because I'm Luke. I'm probably like, Luke, Luke, lukewarm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to spit out first, you know. And, and I'm like, man, as all these verses just going through my mind, and, and it was literally, it was just, I remember saying, hey, for those who are Christians in this room and, and really do believe in Jesus Christ, that we'll get to spend eternal life with him. We're probably going to be in line one day and they're going to show like the bootleg screen of just all the bootleg prayers. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be ranked number one up in that deal. Because this is what I said that night, y'all. I said, God, if you love me, as the Bible say you do, I'm going to get out of the shower and just try you. Like, literally, I don't even know how, that ain't no good prayer, you know what I mean? Like, the moment you come to God, I'm going to try you, you know. Um, and literally, I've been trying Jesus for the last 12 years, and it's only been the most satisfying thing. I was lonely, looking for love in all the wrong places. I found it in God. Man, I, I was living a life without purpose, and I found my purpose in God. Like, like, things just start to make sense. Like, I can cope with the world that I live in because, of man, I know that there's a purpose, and he worked all things out for those who love him. Like, man, for those in the room who have no relationship with God and you're doubting this, man, I'm telling you, try Jesus. I'm trying him and it's working, you know what I mean? Like, and those who in the room who've been faking it, he take you as is. Like, the world don't take you as is, but he take you as is. What's the point of faking it? And you only get an upgrade, you know what I mean? And those who are Christians and truly have their relationship with God, man, I challenge you, man. Dude, don't be selfish and just keep it to yourself. Put on that new self, put on that new clothes, man, and go share it with the world. Because a God, just like in a prodigal son, is looking to draw all his people in. My last analogy, my wife, every night, y'all, this happened every night. Like, I'm like a prophet because it's going to happen tonight. I literally, I will hop into bed with whatever clothes I had on uh, throughout the day with my dirty socks. And this is what she said to me. Tony, can you take off your dirty socks and change your clothes? Every night, y'all. It's, it's, uh, I'm sorry. Like, like, I'm sorry, boo. As I think about it, it's like, this got it messed up. I even know now, you know. Every night, y'all, because before the old Tony, I just, you, you would catch me just come up to the crib. I had my coat on, my shoes on, and knocked out in bed. And my sleep patterns sucked. 
Like, it, I didn't even get a good sleep. Wake up with cricks in my neck and all that stuff. It's like, man, since I've been married to Jenny, my sleeping has only got better. Like, I sleep really good at night, y'all. Yeah, I t- take off the dirty shoes. I take off the clothes. I, 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 and that's the same thing with God. And he said, man, don't, don't come to me with the, the old dirty clothes you got on, the old dirty you. Man, I got a new outfit for you. Put it on. It's only going to make your life better. I ain't preaching you're going to be rich tomorrow. I ain't preaching that, man, that everything going to work out. But I am saying that, dude, the Bible clearly says this is eternal life. Did you know the one and only true God? And, dude, he said, man, that those who truly do have a relation with him, man, you will get to spend eternity with him. And, dude, that's pretty cool to spend eternity with the dude who created all of this stuff. Um, so, man, I challenge y'all to, man, take the word of God serious. Renew your mind. Turn to Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to even give you a second to even pray and, and turn to Jesus. So.